Hello and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howitt, this is Chris Taylor, and we are here to make role-playing games. Make them happen. Yeah. We're, we're games designers. Don't know whether you know that. We are we are the, the enfant terrible. Uh, coming in at ages 33 and 32. Mere babies in the role-playing world. <laughs> Mewling babes supping at the teat of the role-playing world. Uh, supping at the teat of established designers like Ken Height and Montgomery Cook. <laughs> what is Monty short for? It? Anyway, I think we it's are just Monty. Monty. Um, Monte Carlo Cook. That's we funny. are here to design games. We've decided that we want to design some games rather than answer some questions because that's kind of what we're into and what we do for a living. And we figure maybe it could be good for us to warm up before we design our real games. Yeah. We're going to design... Well, I mean, these... Just, just, one, just real quick. Are we pretending these games are real? What's the conceit for the show? Yeah, let's just pretend. Yeah, okay. We're going to design I, some I other real games. I mean, we, yeah, we tell lies for a living. Yeah, so literally what we do. So we've put out the call on Twitter for people to give us some some suggestions for game titles, and we're gonna just we're just gonna sort of brainstorm them out on the show. We just have, sort of have some fun with it, you know, and then like and then see how it goes. You know, maybe try and release them on a broader market, see if it was profitable or not. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go international with this. Mm-hmm. You know, very heavy in the marketing. Expect things on the side of buses. Yeah, yeah. Um, poor, poor people just. Put it put out into the streets with sandwich boards, tattoos. Oh, tattoos! That's always good. Mm. That, that went so well for bum fights. That's always that's always great when someone gets something tattooed on themselves. You know that you've got a real classy. So yeah, that'll be it. So like, uh, there'll be people with hearty dice friends tattooed on their forehead and back. And we'll be as big as monster energy drinks. That'll be us, bigger, <laughs> bigger than monsters. So, um, this suggestion comes in from Ben Sorry, uh, Groovicron. On Twitter, who says Flavor Punk twenty seventy six? Flavor Punk. So cyberpunk is about using cybernetics, um, and punk is about being anti authoritarian. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about here is the band flavors, <laughs> the shadow sources, like like double chorizo. Okay. Um, and that and that. Sausage thing I can never pronounce that's spelt N D U J A. Nduja. That's N- it. Nduja? Definitely not Nduja. I never order it because I feel so bad that I have no concept of how to pronounce it. Can I have the uh, Spice Spice Boy? I, I I just go. Can I have the sausagey one? Can I have the um, uh, Can I have the one with the most meat on it, please? Because I'm a tall man, <laughs> and I feel the need to sustain this mass. I feel the need to perform. I think having a margarita would have me bandied around as a homosexual. Yes, and we simply can't have that. God forbid. A black coffee, please. And margarita, <laughs> and not margaritas, martinis, please. <laughs> Don't like food that tastes of things. Maybe anyway. an apple teeny to finish. Real class. God, I love apple teenies. I. I think that there's uh, the 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 tricky thing you've got, of course. Like, if this was a video game, you couldn't have like smell a vision or taste a vision. You know, like some sort of horrendous pipe that comes out of your PC and pumps it into your mouth, but or nose, but or both, yeah. but <laughs> just <laughs> but <laughs> it's a sort of spiced porridge, and <laughs> and the spice is whatever flavor you choose to put into it. 
it's like it's like it's like a thin nutrient gruel. Yeah, I was about to say it's like that. It's like that protein gruel. You remember them eating in the Matrix? Yes, precisely. But it's going in your mouth and nose. Yeah, it's it's filling up all the channels into you. What I'm figuring is so, cyberpunk. It, you kind of you're not superheroes, but definitely operators, like 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 people who are above average. Yeah. And so I'm figuring you are the chefs, the super tasters, the big noses of Detroit 2076 or whichever cyberpunk place we choose to put it in. Oh, it's Detroit. It's Detroit, yeah. Um, which means like you've got a lot of you got you've got I presume some barbecue. I guess. I mean, it's America. There's barbecue everywhere. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's isn't it South adjacent Detroit? Shit, I don't know, man. I thought I thought honestly think Detroit is top right. Well, top right, that no well-known ge- geographical right. thing. I'm sorry, the northeast. Set a course for top right. <laughs> uh, in relation to what, sir? Shut up and drive. Shut up. Set a course for space. We, we, you, you play those characters, but because this is a role-playing game we're developing, not a computer game, we have the capacity to make these these banned flavors. Mm. So it becomes like a drinking game, except it's like eat this durian, and then and then you can have a reroll. If you don't puke, if you don't, well, if you puke, you get an extra reroll. Oh, okay. We're, we're we're enforcing that, are we? No, 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 no. Um, but if you if you were to throw, if you weren't, no, I think it's maybe a bad idea to encourage people to throw up after eating. Yeah, because I mean, that, at that point, you just get doping. You get people taking emetics, <laughs> and I don't I don't want to bring that into the into the role playing community. You, you don't know? want don't them power okay. gaming at the cons when you've got competitive flavor punk twenty seventy six. Yeah, six tables all in a row. Mm, okay, so six liter bins next to them. Jesus, give me some tops under the tables. <laughs> that porridge gruel everywhere. I think I think Flavor Punk has rather run its has rather run its course. I'm worried that that we're encouraging bulimia. I think I think there's an issue there, but I think also that like there's a really nice concept of street food vendors mm. being like the runners of yeah. that world. Yeah, that's like they're trying to get these banned flavors out to the people, and like and like they're 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 sort of daubing them on kebabs with special like with special like fox hair brushes. Yeah, it's 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 all very precise and very um, arcane. Yeah, and then there's the the sheriff of Flavortown pulls up in his enormous yellow SUV, (laughs) wreathed in flame, Chewing on a government-mandated burger, which is about yeah. fourteen inches thick. Yeah, um, it's, it's 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 a full cow leg. He's put he's put bread around. <laughs> yeah, and he just starts like shooting into crowds. Yeah, this burger's ridden me hard and put me away wet. As <laughs> you see, like like his pockets are full of noodles, <laughs> really spicy noodles mm. with cheese. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got like he's got like a, a dispenser of napkins and wet wipes. On his I'd head. like to imagine that the noodles are not referenced, merely shown. Yes, they're just there. When 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 the mayor of Flavortown arrives, does he have like he's got like fawning uh, associates who go oh, terribly sorry, Mayor Fieri, and sort of like leaning up with a wet wipe and trying to clean some of the rib sauce off his face. <laughs> yes, sorry, exactly. sorry, wing sauce. <laughs> yeah. I. I struggle to imagine that man eating anything other than, anything other than a wing or a sandwich too large to pick up with both hands. <laughs> the car needs gas. Fill it up. It runs on pure Szechuan. <laughs> oh, 
Well, that's opening up some interesting ideas. So, like, so, like, so, so flavors have 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 magical powers in this world, and the sort of magical powers that you think they have, like they're logical. So, spicy foods have fire and and power to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you can put you can put like you can put Tabasco in the uh, in the I don't know anything about cars. The overclocker on your car at the front. <laughs> the nitro boost. The nitro boost. You simp- uh, you'd simply uh, uh, j- uh, jab a um, a bottle of sriracha into like through the bonnet of the car and squeeze. Yeah, and suddenly your car would growl with the voice of a wolf. <laughs> Played by Brian Blessed. <laughs> yeah, and like if, if if somebody had a fever, you just apply a little ice cream to them. Yeah, 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 that was, right yeah, yeah, I like that. And like I think ice cream would also have like magic antidepressant properties. Yes. Um, and, of course, things like American gravy would just be like codeine. You're kind of doing this already with vapes. In that vapes yeah. are doing some wild shit. What am I on at the moment? I'm on apple and rhubarb crumble. Hmm. Which doesn't seem like a smokable. You know what I mean? Not a thing I ever thought I would smoke. However, like, well, it's like, I suppose it is like inhaling mm. an apple and rhubarb crumble. It's ridiculous. That's flavor punk, isn't it? It is. It's all going to be vapes. It's all going to be synthetic. Yeah, just just us huffing approximations of what food used to be while eating your protein gruel. It's like it's like a do Android's dream of electric sheep in the mm. in like you're you're, you're trying to to, to 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 save up to afford these fake flavors, and you've heard you've heard tell that maybe there was an apple nearby <laughs> yes. that you could try, and that's and that's incredibly rare. But of course, think like like power apple, apple fuck. As man, as mandated by the mayor of Flavortown, <laughs> jazz apples. These apples is hot, brother. What does he sound like? Is we it that? We wrapped him in bacon. We wrapped him in bacon, and we fucked him. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Guy Fieri sounds like. And if anybody corrects you, they're liars. <laughs> Isn't it like an organic flashlight? Oh, that'll core an apple. Oh, Jesus. Now, now, now I think we can move on because I don't now think I, think I want, really I think I want to make, I think, I think Flavortown Noir, sorry, uh, uh, sorry, I think Flavorpunk, sorry, so Ben Sorry also wrote in Flavortown Noir who murdered Maya Guy Fieri. Which is the sequel. I think that's the prequel because Flavortown Noir has like various, uh, if it's noir, food is jazz. Yeah. Or, or like, or um, pro, or like prohibition era. So we're we're looking at that grade of hey, you got the wings? Yeah, coming back, buddy. I, I love the idea of of Flavortown Noir and just in this speakeasy, mm. and the fellow behind the counter is just shaking this like it looks like a cocktail shaker, but it's twice the size. Mm-hmm. Shakes it and then pours it into a bowl and it's just gumbo. <laughs> like for that riot of flavor and smell that you get in gumbo. Just like mixing in these banned substances and shaking. Coming it. back, we got some bathtub burgers. It's just, it's just <laughs> a full bathtub full of wet beef, <laughs> like wet cooked patties. No, no, yeah, the other, no, no. It's just, it's just one thing. So they, they just set a fire underneath a steel bathtub. Ah, uh, right, okay. And then slice it off like meatloaf. Mm. Oh, you see, I'm kind of into that now. Yeah, that's just a kebab at that point. Kind of. Mm. Kind of. All right, I'll so, give you another one. Okay, okay. Um, and this, this is one that I fell in love with, which is from mm-hmm. Bob is Only Bob. 
which is wrong turn at Albuquerque. So a Bugs Bunny simulator. A Bugs Bunny game. Now I think so. We haven't had uh, we haven't had like a, a Looney Tunes game for a long time. Mm. Uh, the last one that I played and enjoyed was Tiny Toons Adventures on the SNES. I had the same. I had the same one, but on the Mega Drive. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm figuring is since since that since that era has passed, we've got Scribble Knots now. Yeah. And Scribble Knots lets you write down basically anything and summon it into the world, like Bugs Bunny can do. That's very true. So, or like you've got games like Everything, which has everything in it, and you can scroll up and down to whatever sort of level. So you have the capacity. I think, I think there's something tremendously fun to be to be played about with, like in the realm of VR. I think that would be interesting, actually, um, and partly sickening. Oh yeah, as, for sure. As, as you are a tune, mm. and having to deal with how they deal with physics. That that would be kind of like like being able to get in there and move it around and like and like um, you can you can run across gaps as long as you don't look down. Yeah, as long as you never look at your feet, yeah, you can yeah. keep going. <laughs> the second you do, you instantly drop. Yeah, you, you have to just pump your arms to run. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I was doing. I don't. I don't know whether it came across on the uh, on the microphone. It it didn't sadly, but I'm I'm glad you made the effort. Would it be bugs, or would you play like a human character trapped in an Albuquerque tunnel? So I I'd like to think that it's it. We're living in a post bugs world. Okay. Well, you can't um, die though. No, but he doesn't have to be there. Right. He doesn't okay. have to be a part of of society and civilization anymore. Okay. So what we got? Family Guy. Like yeah, like. So the wrong turn at Albuquerque mm-hmm. was when we left the Looney Tunes era. Ah, I see. When we when we left behind, uh, in quotation marks, and I mean this super in quotation marks, harmless cartoons. I'm feeling Space Jam is very much the not the death knell, but the swan song. Yes, yeah, it was it was it was their way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went into. Stuff like Family Guy and that Seth MacFarlane era. Okay, so what's the game? So the game is trying to in within within the cartoon world mm-hmm. that is populated by both old and new cartoons and whatnot. The new cartoons have imprisoned, um, <gasps> killed, and put into homes the old cartoons. Ah, uh, okay. Um. And put in essentially bad gay jokes. Right, I see, I see. So we're in a Family Guy gulag. Exactly. Yeah, we're we're in the, we're in their camps. Um, and and we have to sort of break. Oh, so we have to break out of prison using old cartoon physics. Using old cartoon physics to interact with new cartoon worlds. You see, I really like the idea of it of it being this quite dense, uh, compact. What's the word? Uh, cramped confined space mm-hmm. this prison we've been put in and then like level three level four you find the coyote yes and he's just like in his cell yeah and i i, I was about to say wiley i ain't heard that name in years but he physically can't speak so he just hold up a sign saying wiley i ain't heard that name in years <laughs> <laughs> and smoke a cigarette Which is funnier it's so funny yeah and and so and so having the capacity to then to sort of like get materials from him. So it would be a cross between there's like VR escape rooms or there's one about the one where you play a secret agent who's trying to defuse a bomb that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, that crossed with 
those fantastic contraption things where you have to sort of get, you have to cross a bridge by building so, a machine. Imagine this. Reverse, keep talking and nobody explodes. Go on. Where you build the bomb. Stop talking and everybody explodes. <laughs> and we have to build the bomb between multiple people. But mm. both the bomb and the manual are made by Acme. You see, this, this, so this there's is just giving... some there's just some unrelated pictures. Oh, and one that. section needs birdseed and all I'm of this of, crap. I'm kind of into that. I quite and and, and so like and so like you, you need to get some money toward toward a birdseed, but then you end up making this sort of giant Rube Goldberg machine out of modular parts. Yeah, and, and then, then later the on. Late, late, later on, there's a bit that's like those um, VR painting games where you've got to mm. paint a tunnel on a wall. Mm. And it has to look, it has to look believable. It has to look believable. It has to be you know, a certain quality. Mm. Um, you can have um, a, a duel in VR using that. Mm. Like, what's that really cool game where you got lightsabers? Beat Saber. Yeah. Um, that, but you've got big rubber mallets and a flintlock pistol. Yes, or a and, revolver. And pianos are falling towards you. And P- all this Piano Dodger would be a great game. Uh-huh. Oh, I like that. It would be it would be Piano Dodger and then like you could you could move out the way or you can open an umbrella which works once. <laughs> yes. I've got another suggestion for you here, Chris. Okay. Panda Romancer. This one comes in from Bebas, Bebas, Bebasee. Bebaki writes Bebarki. in. Panda Romancer, a dating sim where you convince reluctant pandas to mate. Also a job simulator, because this is an actual job people have. Do they just, like, slide in a, t- a table with a with a tablecloth on it and a candle? Yeah, yeah, candle. The, um, and then just, like, at arm's reach, just press play on the Barry White. Like a light starter, nothing too heavy on the garlic. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe pasta rather than or pizza. Or some bamboo. Some ba- well, I mean, that is all they'll have. <laughs> <laughs> or they will die. Can I just get ahead of this? I hate pandas. <laughs> God, I hate them. Like they're really cute, but they're just fucking useless. Yeah. And like, and like, okay, put it this way: I get that like they don't mate very well in captivity, but they also don't mate very well in the wild. No, they're just not very horny, and um, they have a very specific diet, and they've evolved wrong. Yes, they are. They are an evolutionary dead end that happens to be adorable. <laughs> That's the issue. However, this that's that's like my own personal panda disgust <laughs> hatred. is hatred, loathing. Just fuck already. My <laughs> personal panda do do it. Get in there. My personal panda loathing is not what's it, well, it's not it's not relevant here. We got to get these pandas to bone down. Mm-hmm. So, Babaki uh, puts forward the idea of a of a romance. Uh, sorry, of a dating sim. Are you okay. a pa- so like? I guess you'd have to be like a matchmaker, and bring yes. pandas to. It'd be like Emma. Yeah, I think if you were actually a panda, mm-hmm. there would be an option at every like crossroads, which is like, nah, I'm alright. Yeah, I, I, and, and then, and then like the like the whole sort of get real nasty with it. That was always grayed out. <laughs> or may, or maybe like maybe you have to discover the secret of what makes pandas horny. Right? It could be something super weird. It could be, well, like, it could be something like weather conditions, something atmospheric, which we can't tell. Or it could be like, no, they're into some really weird stuff. I mean, just like, I think the reason they don't, they don't fuck as much as they should is there's just not enough ball gags out in the 
in the bamboo forests. So you're saying they're all and big they kinksters. Need, they need that, yeah. I think that's definitely one of the pandas in this romance simulator, this dating sim. Oh, do they just have, like, really conflicting sexual interests? So I figure you've got one who's into some, like, some some kinky stuff, you know, um, clockwork bum machines. <laughs> Ball gags. Sorry, the image I had in my head was just a bum that chimed once an hour. <laughs> like, how is that going to help? Like, oh, I, re- I know what you mean now. The image I had in my head was one of those Rube Goldberg machines, but it ends with just an ass, and the ass does nothing. <laughs> because, like, because like the obvious one, the obvious thing is to have it fart, but I don't want it to. Fart. No, no, it does nothing. It's just there. Oh, it's it's active. It's it's turned on. So so you so you've got one who's into all sorts of kinky shit and like like you know your sort of um, Christian Grey style panda, mm-hmm. Fifty Shades of Black and White, and then you've got. I'm That's sorry. Good. I'm sorry. It wasn't that good. It was all right. When you're working with Fifty Shades of Grey and pandas, you've got yeah. a limited pool of jokes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and you've got one who's very sundere, mm-hmm. uh, who's kind of standoffish and like, ah, oh, backer, and then and then and then it turns out that actually they're actually they're into they're into another panda. Uh, you've got one who's quite shy. Uh, you've got a uh, panda senpai, who's very who's very authoritarian. One who just likes shopping. There's always one who likes shopping in those. Sorts oh, of yeah, I love shopping. Yeah. Buy me some boots. <laughs> Buy me some bamboo. Buy me some to all the shops in the game. And there's it's only, just bamboo. There's only one to, item in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me a special item that you think I might like. Is it bamboo? How did you know? Fuck yes. Do you want, do you want to have sex? No. <laughs> Material possessions do not buy you sex. Please I move just, on. Just, I really... So, I mean, the other option you've got is that you have one half of it as a dating sim, your standard Mm -hmm. Japanese dating sim. The other half you run as a, it's like sim park. Okay, yeah, but you're managing the area. So you're managing the area. And so so that's going to be like, okay, so this panda is really into voyeurism and likes being watched. And this panda's really shy. So we've got to set up the arena. So... So so, so the first panda's being watched by everyone who's there, but the other panda can't tell. Hmm. And, and 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 is hidden in some way, like some sort of panda glory That's hole. That's quite good, actually. Mm. Um, and also, and, like and, oh. you could, because bamboo's hollow. Mm-hmm. At night, you have like a central grazing area of bamboo. At night, mm-hmm. you just you just rock up to that area when all the pandas are asleep and just slip some pepper army down the middle. Oh, it's sort of put some fire in their bellies. Yeah, so they got a bit of spice. They got some meat is in that, there. Finally, is that the aphrodisiac you thought of? Pepperami. No, I, I, I thought of a food that would fit inside bamboo. <laughs> and pepperami was the only one that came to mind very quickly. Not like, well, I'm Randy as shit. I have four pepperami. and I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> My hands are greasy. Let's get this done. Woman! <laughs> I mean, like, for traditional, um, for traditional aspidetics, you would have to sneak them into the bamboo. So maybe it's like a load of oysters. Just cramming them down, like the loose. So that, so like you shuck them and you put the snotty, the snotty membrane into in, into the bamboo, and you, it's a bit like getting your cat to take a pill. He's going to put in its food and hope. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> just, just, just lace it with Viagra. That's interesting. I hmm, that feels like that feels tricky. Like that, that feels like I'm drugging the pandas to fuck. Whereas I just yeah, want them to I get into do it. Something to their hearts, you know. Yeah. I want. I, I, I want to get these pandas turned on, but not like. Drugged, <laughs> yes, but not insensate or dead. I'm definitely going to leave Viagra around, but like labelled, 
Yeah, yeah, and if that's a thing, which which one of maybe one of the pandas is feeling a bit self conscious because he can't make it all work down there. Have some of that. Grab yourself a fistful. You're, you're quite yeah. a big lad. <laughs> don't take a fistful of Viagra. I don't. How big are pandas? Um. Well, let's let's say that they're five times bigger than us. So you need five. Yeah, that's not a well, they have. Well, pandas have famously small hands. <laughs> and terrible blood flow. So, so just, just before we wrap up on this one, because I think, I think this might be the... This might be what I want to develop as a game. Yeah. This seems like a lot of fun. Although we've had some, honestly, some pretty solid bangers so far. Yes. What is your, what is your go-to default um, tactic for getting a panda to fuck? Um, so I'm thinking what we do is essentially we rig Panda Tinder. Ah, you just call it Pander. Pander. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be like Grinder. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, but for pandas. Yeah. Um, but, like, it just connects to our servers and we say that you've got a match. And right. We try and hook them up that way. So that's an extra, like, hacking mini game on top I think of also this. like like pandas all look the same so you could just have you just like show them their own picture <laughs> just all the same picture it's just all the same picture and then you get two pandas and they assume that everyone's down to fuck <laughs> just stick them all in just stick like, them all in one enclosure for the just, big panda orgy don't, don't even bother taking the picture just use one picture you get off the internet for everyone <laughs> like it's that picture is of none of these pandas. That is a wild panda. Yeah, that 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 one well, I means a very sexy wild panda. It's been yeah, around I the mean, block a few times. It's got exactly. it's got handsome scars and such a tiny bikini on. Ooh, you got any others? How many nipples to panda? You got you got any others? Do you have any others? Any any other suggestions? Yes. So I'm very interested in uh, Ben Sorry's Ghast of the Summer Wine. I was just looking at that one. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of it runs as Last of the Summer Wine, which is for our American listeners. Uh, I, I actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to explain Last of the Summer Wine. Either you've seen it or you haven't. It's not worth explaining it to you. If if, if you really want to, Google it and watch an episode. Yeah, uh, I just um, watch the first three minutes of an episode. That should really yeah, that sums what up you need. Yeah. what you're going to be experiencing for the rest of your life as a child on Sunday afternoons. Oh, yeah, that and Country File. It was Country File, Antiques Roadshow, then Last of the Summer Wine. Yeah. Dun dun, 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 dun dun. Dun dun, dun dun, dun It's an odd show, that one. That was meant to be the sound of the theme tune to Antiques Roadshow, but what that was, in fact, as Chris demonstrated, was the theme tune to Ghast of the Summer Wine, which replaces Foggy, Compo, and the other one with... Clegg, thank you, uh, Cleggy, with a sort of nightmare ghoul. Yeah, so... Like, far too many joints. Leather-skinned, bent figure, sliding down Yorkshire hills on a, in a bathtub for fresh um, meat. I'm for, uh, sliding up the hills. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's not propelling himself, he's crouching in the bathtub, and it's scraping. Jesus, nothing to me. Up there. And, like, Nora Batty's there. But she's like fearfully peeking through a, a drawn curtain. No, she's she is the hunter. Oh, she has she has the rolling she, pin. That's true. She wields the rolling pin of 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 light, and is the only one who can truly slay the beast. Mm. However, everybody else in the uh, in the village is just terrified, mm. and going about their daily very very. Um, I was going to say colloquial. Is that the word? Yeah. 
I've forgotten the word. No, that's, um, that's, 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 um, they're very I, I know what you mean. They're, they're very countryside villagey. Parochial. Parochial, that's the fire. It's also colloquial because they're used to it. Yeah. Now, this isn't a game. No. This is a, this is a TV show. Do you do you play Norabati fighting the ghosts? Well, Norabati and like that cadre of of women that she would just berate every day at a wine and cheese dinner. Is this a game? I don't think it is. I think it is an excellent film, like a like, like a summer blockbuster, because they're doing a lot of reboots. A Netflix four parter. Yeah, they're doing reboots, so why not Ghost of the Summer Wine? That lovely show we all remember. Can I put one in here? Yeah. Amishman writes, Putt Putt Battle Royale. <laughs> mm. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Now, do you mean Putt Putt like the um, mini golf? Or do you mean Putt Putt the crime solving car? Because I don't. Rem- I don't remember Putt Putt the Crime Solving. I was thinking the first one, and I'd like to return to that. But please tell me how you would do a battle royale game about a crime solving car. <laughs> I don't know because Putt Putt was um, in early point and clicks, and oh my god, I forgot his name. I feel so bad. Rob Ge- Rob uh, Ron Gilbert. Ron Gilbert. Yes, was one of Ron Gilbert's early point and click games. Mm-hmm. Was an educational thing about Putt Putt the Crime Solving Car. Right. How did it solve crime? Well, it just sort of puttled, put, 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 putted about, I guess. Okay. And, like it was under the sea at certain points, which is bad for bad for the paintwork, honestly. Mm. Um, but you would it, you would play through that and just kind of click on stuff, and it would then give you a history of the sea while you're right. finding out crime clues. Okay. I'd like so, to do the mini. Uh, so, golf are one. you a sentient? What I'm saying is, are you a sentient educational car, or? Are you playing mini golf to not die? I think you should play mini golf to not die. Um, that makes tell, a lot more sense. I'm trying to so like you so you get dropped. Uh, no, you know what? You get driven in like from a driving range. So mm-hmm. so so at the start, everyone plays a different giant robot. Okay. And uh, yeah, a bit like hundred foot robot golf. You are a giant robot, and you have a big stick, and you hit the ball into the battle area, and that's you, and that's you making a drop. Okay, you see, what I was thinking was that you still have the standard ship going flying across the area, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, there's like a a lower gallery where you can take your shot off of that. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, you know what, that works. And so I think you you can then you work out where you want to knock your shot, and then you have to jump down and find the find your ball. That's the next the next bit. That you see. So what, why I had giant robots? The idea was that you hit the ball on there, the ball comes apart like a drop pod. Uh, and then you get out of the ball, and you I have to see. play. And you have to play golf. But I quite like the idea of having to find your ball. Yeah, because there's some there's some underhand tactics of like moving other people's. Are you allowed to hit other people's balls? Yes. I think you should only be able to hide them with leaves or boxes. <laughs> no, I think I think you're you, you're you're allowed to move other people's balls, but the the only interaction you have with them is take a shot. So right, I see. So you can try and pump them into rivers, make it more difficult, or that's how you actually take out your opponents as well. Now that's that's really interesting though, because like, okay, so we need to have the capacity to put balls in holes. Yes. Otherwise, this is mini golf. But I do like the idea of beaning someone right in the dome. Right. So, it, like that frantic rush when you start a battle royale game to get a gun 
and to, to yeah, get yeah, going yeah. before the person next to you shoots you. It's just you both spotting a golf ball in the distance and trying to get to it first and then hitting it into the other person. And like, and like you could pick up different clubs. So yeah, you start clubs, with... different things. You start with a driver. Yeah. You have to have a driver because that, that, that lets you make your initial... I, I really like the idea of a Zeppelin coming in which you, which you have a big driving range built off. Yeah. You have the driver. But that's useless for this game because you can't get anything in the hole with it. Mm. So you have to try and find a putter or a sand wedge, and then you've got like rock. You can get have like augments. So you have like rocket assisted things and scopes. And Sco- yeah, silencers, clubs that work underwater. And you have to hit people with the balls, or get like if you get your ball into a hole, that's mm-hmm. really good. If you get someone else's ball into a hole, that's also good, but you get fewer points. Yes, but also it takes their ball out of play. It takes their ball out of play, at which point they become... Dead. They explode. The shotgun collar they're wearing goes off. <laughs> They've got one of those um, Battle Royale style, um, like official Battle Royale, like, like the film Explosive Collars. Mm-hmm. And um, if, if, if someone else pots your ball, then you die. Now, I also like the idea that you're, not allowed, you're allowed to do whatever you want with other people's balls as long as they can't see you do it. <laughs> so so like if like that's your ball it's marked on the map it's very it's very straightforward if you see someone hit it you can you can left click and go hey and then and then they get they get kicked out by a big robot uh umpire <laughs> just comes in like no like uh like you know those you know those big wobbly sticks in mad max that people sort of swung off those like, mm. the, the pole riders it's like that except it's the size of the battlefield a giant robot umpire comes in Grabs you, is a no, and then swings back out again. <laughs> you could pick out like Baldar. Yeah, so you can you can scan. You can't tell which ball is yours, but you can tell there are balls in the vicinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. You could uh, golf carts, obviously, those vehicles. Which I think Fortnite already has. Oh, really? Well, that would just work. I think so. Um, oh, oh, oh. What about right? So, if you if your ball gets potted, you might die. But what if you then join that guy's team? Oh. You become a caddy. Yes. Now, caddies can't use the golf... Uh, they can't use the golf balls. Uh, so they can't use the golf clubs, but they can carry the golf clubs. So, so that's, so that's like, extra capacity. And also, they can stand in the way of the golf hero and get hit and killed. Yep. And indeed of the golf hole. They can... Yes! They, they can throw them... You're going to get groups of campers just fighting over the hole so that when people come to try and win, they're just waiting there and just... Stop the ball and immediately put it in. So I figure there has to be some sort of like, um, like some sort of rant. So, so you have to be getting tighter and tighter and tighter on yes. this mini golf course. What if it's just a normal mini golf course? Like it's not, it's not sort of crazy or wild or what have you. It's just slightly more spaced out and is the sort of mini golf course you would have in a park. That would work. I like that. But one of the things I like about the the, the ring kind of getting closer and closer mm. is that. It's going to drag any balls that haven't been hit closer and closer to the middle. Oh, that's interesting. So, so the frequency of shots as the game goes on is going to increase. I, that's that's kind of cool because like like you've got the capacity to quickly nip outside the circle and knock all the balls back in. No, I'm thinking that the, 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 the ring actually drags the balls with it. Yes, so, but that's, that's, so if, if you want to if you want to get those balls and use them, you have to go outside the ring to hit them because yes. they're always going to be at the edge of the circle. Yep. I like this game. I like this. I really like the idea of golf where you have to chase after your ball. Yeah, I don't know why that amuses us so much. I think that's lovely. I think that's how it works in 100-foot robot golf as well. Oh, really? Yes, and one of the characters is five dogs. 
<laughs> Which Excellent. is nice. Um, what, 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 you got for me? Or are we approaching, like, are we approaching, like, is, is there anything that, that we want to more fully see through in this? Um, I think, honestly, that we're just waiting for the call now from Rockstar for a lot of these. Mm. Mm. Um, Blizzard and not Activision, we, whatever. No, um, I'm, I'm good, man. I don't, I don't need money that much. But the Blizzard part of that, I will accept. Mm. Um, even though you've been mean recently, Blizzard. Actually, sorry, just while, while we're on the topic of golf, Adrian Tychowski writes in, mm-hmm. Pro Extreme Puffin Golf 94. Oh. Now, are the balls puffins? Or I'm, are the players puffins? I'm thinking that what you do is you take a golf... So you, got, you grip your puffin firmly. Okay. You, you part its little beak. Oh. And then what you do is you, is you pop golf balls in it like you're loading a magazine. Oh, I see, like a Pez dispenser. Yeah, and then but alive. And then what you do is you is you aim it and then squeeze mm-hmm. the puffin, mm. and a ball flies out. So it's essentially a golf handgun. I like the idea of, of being able because like puffins famously live in little holes in in on cliffs. Mm-hmm. Very little vertical golf played. It's all horizontal. True. Mm. Just just real angles on the on on the. Uh, and the clubs there. Neil Barnes writes in over and out the LGBT cricket tour RPG. <laughs> <laughs> What's over and who's out? I think I just wanted to read that one out. Like, it's I don't it's think a pretty everything. good name. I think like I'd, I'd be interested in seeing like a generic sports RPG. So it's a tabletop role playing game, and the idea is that you're doing a sport. But really, it's about the interaction, and the bat isn't very short. It's very wide and very long, or what have you. So, actually, what I'm thinking here is tabletop simulator. Right. So, the way that you manipulate cards in that, like, it's got a physics engine. Mm-hmm. But it's just on a sports field, and you've got, like, a load of cones and jumpers mm. um, and a ball. And you've got to try and play that How somehow. come no one's made Cricket Sabutio? Oh, because Sabutio is literally the worst. Yeah, but... Cricket's already basically turn-based. That is true. I don't but, see like, that. you're just going to have to flick your dude so that he kicks a ball? Mm. That, that doesn't match with with cricket at all. And how are you mm. going to get, like, a four-day game going? Yeah, okay. Fair play. Like, cricket is so oblique and dumb. Let's be honest with Occluded. It's dumb. The real it's not dumb. The real mechanics of cricket are hidden from the likes of you and I. It is it is the cryptic crossword of 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 games. Yes, sports. But what cricket is for is sitting at Lords on a sunny day and getting drunk for for, for just the whole day. Right, yeah. I mean I guess you could do that not at Lords. Exactly, but it's mm. it's a nice day out, you know, there's a, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a nice yeah, atmosphere. Sure. Um because nobody really gets into cricket anymore. I think I, I, Sure, sure, yeah. You don't you know see hordes of cricket fans screaming in a pub. It's not as popular as football, and it is certainly more middle class. Yeah. I think Tom Horton writes in, Crisis on Planet Juggalo. <laughs> They've run out of all of their Fago. 
I I would love to see like it is a fairly sensible space opera game. Mm-hmm. Uh, except everyone is wearing on everyone on Planet Juggalo where they have run out of Fago and also fossil fuels. It's just it's, it's dressed like a juggler and 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 speaks incredibly in, they, in that sort of that sort of uh, genetic space opera sort of way. But also they are down to clown <laughs> and they don't understand basic science scientific principles. Which of these do you think we should make into our role playing game? Or do you want like do you want to do a quick fire thing? Do you want to sort of go through if, if, if there's any that are that are, that are pulling that, that are pulling on your todger? That's the wrong word. <laughs> are any of these ideas gripping your penis firmly? <laughs> are any of these? No. Are any of these ideas masturbating into completion? <laughs> no. I mean, some of them. Like okay. Alex like Fleetwood's what? Cubular Balls, which I I love. Because it sounds great, but I have no idea how to make a thing out of that. It's just, I suppose it's very slow football. <laughs> it's or, like Neolithic football pre-invention mm. of the wheel. Right. So, Where they so only it's had a rock. squares because they were backwards. Right, yeah. So they, they had square, and you have to try and get this very heavy square. It's stone. It's about a foot yeah. square of stone. You have, to kick it through, you have to kick it through a net. Doesn't that kill you? Uh, it definitely kills your foot. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But it's 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 about it's it's more about um it's more of a uh, of a resource management game and a uh, a it's 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 like Cookie Clicker or an idle game in which you must level up your Neolithic footballers to have giant meaty thighs to kick a ball. <laughs> I think it's more like can I you secure block, the race block. for future generations so that they can complete the game? Right. So it's Civ. Yeah. Like this this game it takes about three years to get the ball from one side of the court to the other. I really like the idea. Court. Well, I, That's not what you call a football pitch. Well, you use balls as well, so it's like, we don't think we need to be super accurate. Good. I like I like the idea that it's not three years. We're talking thousands of years. More, sorry, I mean to get it from one side to the other, but like one good tackle. Mm. And then that's three generations work gone. You need cybernetics. You do, so you need to get up to the space race. So like you, you, once you hit the space race or like hit hit uh, hit steam power, like it's a race to acquire resources, which gives you the sort of culture which you can build a bulldozer in. <laughs> and I love the idea that like the world immediately around the court is just um, like advancing, like it goes to mud huts <laughs> and then wood. <laughs> And like, like, you know, that sort of top-down sieve view, and then there's all these like glistening skyscrapers, and the ball has moved about four inches. Constant bad thoughts writes in beef zone, all-terrain vehicle. <laughs> I like the idea that the world is just meat there. <clears throat> yes, like, like like you're in a flesh mine, and you are a. That's a horrendous image. That's a fire alarm. That's done. We're good. Okay. Short fire, everyone. <laughs> someone just someone just upended a tiny cup of sand on it. <laughs> You're in these meat mines. Yep. And Riding you are a quad bike. It's a quad bike. I like to imagine that it's a quad bike with a barbecue grill on it. Yes, or the wheels are full of hot coals, and you're just the wheels are full of hot coals. Over. It's it's a, it's like it's a steam powered device, so you have to keep the barbecue going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a side effect of this, you've got to cook up some delicious beefs. Beeves. You're going into the beef zone, a dangerous place full of raiders, um, cows, and also the floor is cows. And you're <laughs> you're navigating through these 
treacherous tunnels trying to find a choice cut of meat for your evil employer, Mr. Snivels. <laughs> or fighting off hordes of pepper army, wriggling out of holes in the walls like worms. That's horrendous. Just mainly, sliding out. May, mainly because pepper army aren't really flexible. Oh, they're slightly bendy. Yes, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be like 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 uh, like when you get a ruler on the end of a table and go yeah, like that. But like, but, but hunting. Yeah, like hounds of Tindalos coming through the walls. It's it's grotesque. And they just, I, they, just I, they just fill your belly with poison. I'm kind of in the mood for a really silly game like Beef Zone. ATV, mm-hmm. in which we have to go and do outrageous stunts to acquire delicious sausages. <laughs> that sounds like the sort of free from, well, I guess it is kind of an issue because, like, you are killing the things you're eating. Yeah, yeah. yeah doing a big so maybe, there. maybe, there's, maybe there's some vegetarianism or veganism problems over that. But then again, I don't want to play Carrot Zone ATV. No, that's, that's tedious. That's not as exciting. That is farming. All dogs go to hell from Nick Draw thing. The so the unfortunate sequel. All dogs are just the worst. Uh, well, all do- well, all dogs go to heaven was that popular film about dogs going to heaven. Mm-hmm. But all dogs do something. Do- dogs learn. Dogs receive original sin and are not advanced enough to to cheat their way out of hell through to good acts. To wriggle their way out of that stupid clause. Um, <laughs> No, I like, I like, maybe it's that, the, like, back in the history, like, a Pomeranian cursed the bloodline by making a deal. Right, yeah. Tiny so little dogs, pom-pom. dogs now all automatically go to hell. Mm. Um, and it's basically unless the they plot. appease their dark satanic masters. It's the plot of Constantine. Yeah, it's Constantine, but with poodles. Dogs have to save souls, except, mm. except it's, it's, Keanu, it's not Keanu Reeves, it's a little dachshund in a trench coat smoking a cigarette. It's just it's just really awkward and that Daxon has to sit in a chair, put his feet in some water and hold a cat. <laughs> and it's just it doesn't work with a with, with a Daxon. That scene is six times as long. Yeah, it goes on. In all dogs go to <laughs> Not a game though. Not a game, no. The game we are making, I think, is Gast of the Summer Wine. It's Panda Romancer. Okay, yeah, I think that's the most likely game. I think okay, so Dream Daddy did very well. Yes. Hatterful Boyfriend did very well. And that were just pigeons. Yeah, people are here for unusual takes on the Japanese dating game a simulator. Hundred percent, yeah. Even if, much like me, they've never played one of the original things they're taking the piss out of. <laughs> I know enough. I played Gangro Girl when I was fifteen. You which did is you wrote an article on it. Which is a hentai game. Um, and it was it was very unsatisfying sex at the end, which I guess is fair. So it's it's uh, people are here for unusual dating sims. Mm-hmm. So you are a matchmaker in a panda zoo. However, the trick is you can't fall in love with the pandas because if you do, they won't fuck each other. Yeah. So it's I mean, about think, maintaining that emotional distance. Yeah, I and think trying to get these at least at one me. remove from panda fucking yourself. Like you are, yeah. you are the panda fucking. You, you you are the gatekeeper of the panda sex club. Yeah, I think, and and, and like obviously, or all zoo. the panda, all the pandas want you because you're in charge and that's sexy. Yes, but you've got to like rebuff their advances. Yeah, or maybe sort of like lead them along a little bit until it gets them into a position where they're just going to bone down on another panda. Hmm. Yeah, anything to save the panda species. 
Now, I like, and so you've got that's kind of like that's that's the day phase of the game. Is yep. you're going, you're talking to pandas, you're charming them, you're learning about them, you're seeing what they're into. Maybe, oh, Chris, what right. if you're disguised as a panda to infiltrate their society? I think that immediately gets weird. Well, it's already quite weird. It's fair weird, but like at the moment, you could you could still be a zoo owner who's Maybe looking after pandas. You could be a zoo owner in a panda suit. You don't want to have sex with the pandas, but you need to learn about them, so you have to infiltrate their society. Yeah, I see. I was thinking when you when you're saying the night section, that's when it kind of zooms out and you do the macro management of the park. Yes, yes, that's what I was going to get to. Rather than at night, you fuck the pandas. Rather <laughs> than at night, you you just have sex with pandas. Um, and that's why they're not breeding. It's all your fault. It's it's a it's a weirdly in depth and honestly upsettingly accurate biological portrayal of a man in a panda suit having sex with pandas of both genders, of all yeah. genders. And and like there's there's one enclosure that's just far out on the side with all those half human half pandas. Oh god! Oh god! It worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're basically the same species, right? <laughs> they say. <laughs> Was 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 using was writing in perfectly human language. <laughs> I was not supposed to be another poem by me, a nameless panda boy. <laughs> As I crunch my pepperami bamboo. <laughs> Thank you, well, father, for hiding them within. They'd need pepperami because that's the human part of them needs need sustenance that only only spicy beef can provide. Mm-hmm. At night, at night, you zoom out and you build the park. Yes. So you're building a sort of sex dungeon for pandas. But like a good sex dungeon. Well the thing is, like, this isn't this isn't free. You're getting some government grants. Yeah. But you need to get people in to look at these pandas. Yeah. So you have to try and make it appealing. Well no, it kind of is a peep show. You have to try and make it appealing. Yeah, but it's not like come and see the pandas fuck. That, oh yeah, I mean you don't say it, but it's definitely implied. <laughs> I mean, they do sleep in a one-way mirrored glass booth. Like a bit like you know how a lot of a lot of um, sex workers in London will advertise with massage. Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh, look at these sexually frustrated pandas!" Wink. <laughs> Isn't it fun watching them just do stuff? Wink. Just normal everyday panda stuff. Just yeah, just normal panda stuff that they do all the time. Opera glasses for five pounds a pop. <laughs> Private booth, thirty quid. Private. Oh, like like like. Like a one-way mirror. Yeah. A two-way mirror? A one-way mirror is just a mirror. A two-way <laughs> mirror. <laughs> Maybe the pan is into that. Let's stop. Yeah, before this gets into crimes. I, no, no, it's not a crime. It's not a crime to watch pandas have sex. That's true. I don't think you can be prosecuted for it. It is a crime to drug pandas so they have sex, and we're not doing that. We're not. We're not. Do- we're staying very much on the right side we're of the We're providing wall. an environment where that might happen. Providing an environment where pandas naturally want to have really just like animalistic rutting sex, grimy sex, just just physical, no emotion. Yeah, uh, there 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 is industrial music playing throughout. <laughs> it and is the, loud. The entire thing is shot in that one weird basement they use for all BDSM videos. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't they shoot BDSM videos in a nice room? <laughs> I don't. I don't. We're going to wrap up the show. I don't understand why discomfort is sexually arousing. Why why it's inferred as sexually arousing. Like it's like I get pain as being sexually arousing, but not like oh, can you take my cushion away? (laughs) 
<laughs> My knees are uncomfortable. Looks like you've never swept in here. Gadoosh. <laughs> Good lord, these mouse droppings are turning me on. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hearty Dose Friends. Oh, is that some exposed wiring? <laughs> oh, you're going to need to get an electrician in here to deal with that. Mm, none of this is up to code. <laughs> Do you even have planning permission? I bet you don't, you filthy boy. You filthy boy. Have you got a bucket to catch the drips in the corner, you little tart? <laughs> Do you... Is that a pan? Did you get your cousin to do the plumbing? <laughs> you should have hired a sparky. Oh. <laughs> a ladder to get down here. Perfect. <laughs> Those stairs are so unsafe. What is this beneath a pub? I love it. <laughs> I can see the street, but not through a window. I can see people's feet from down here. <laughs> I'm wet as fuck. <laughs> Thank you. We should stop Thank recording you. this because we're Thank just going to keep this joke going for the Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends, our brand new game design idea. <laughs> We've done it a couple of times before, but we've, we've, we've kind of been um, tied in to actually develop them as role-playing games, one-page games. We just think we thought it'd be fun to imagine role-playing games or computer games, and that's what we've done. And maybe maybe we'll do it some more, maybe we won't. <laughs> but this has definitely been hearty, dicey, and friendly. It's been very friendly. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed this, go to patreon.com forward slash friends. give us some cash. You can access exclusive episodes, and also come and hang out on our Discord. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can, although we don't really... You know what? Find us. Find us. If you want to, you'll find us. Google Hearty Dice Friends or Grant Howitt and you'll find everything. You'll find everything. And then come hang out with us. We love you. We have constructed... (laughs) Nah. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. After that, we love you. Bye. Bye.